Welcome back, folks. What's going on, Walt? Well, welcome back, man. Happy to be here. How you doing? Doing good. Another day, another dollar. It's perfect timing. Walt got a a, a quote to, to share with us today, and, and if you don't mind, I'll read it. He says, progress has little to do with speed, but much to do with direction. And unknown, we don't know who said it. What what does that mean for you? That means that you can be in such a hurry to get things done, but if you don't know why you're doing it, what you're doing it for, when to do it, if you don't have that direction, you're gonna call, uh, so much stuff can fall out or fall between the cracks or fall behind. That's what it means to me. What about you? Don't rush it. It makes me think of that quote, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, right? How we talked about with your cousin on the other episode with life coaching and stuff about how it was just building habits and the building habits. It it takes time, man. Success takes time, really. That's the gist of this, right? Is that progress or not even success, progress, little to do with speed and just directionally good we had a boss recently that he used to say that all the time he'd be like hey we don't have to be perfect we got to be directionally correct on this and some things that and and our lives definitely is a directional thing where it's we try we try to and it makes me think of how we say oh what do they say practice makes perfect no practice makes progress yes there's no such thing as perfect. We, we come on, let's, I don't, unless it's math and angles, right? The perfect right angle. That's what yeah. perfect, right? That's, it just, yeah, makes me think about all these things. And it's just, folks, if you are chipping away every single day at something, read that recently too. Was, as long as you're working on your goals every day, a little bit every day, a little bit every day. And and what we do is a labor of love, and we've been putting a lot more labor into that effort. And it's a little bit every day, a little bit every day, a little bit every day. And I guess that's why is why one why you chose it and why it resonates. Progress has little to do with speed, much to do with the direction that you're going in. And by golly, I believe we're going in the right direction, my friend. Yeah. Sometimes people can be doing stuff, and that's almost put put it this way. I'm a manager, and my team, they have their job description, but I don't give them that direction. Direction, for them to yeah. Job yeah. Proper, right, as a manager. Yep. That's what it is. It's not about us doing things so rapidly. It's uh-uh. just about, and yeah. payroll, everything's about accuracy and efficiency and making yes. sure that you're the end with result. Data. Yeah, with data, period. You're dealing with data. Such a perfect segue yep. <laughs> when you're dealing with data. <laughs> So we're going to get into why you should audit, what you should audit, when you should audit. We're going to have a list of different types of audits and give a brief uh, summary of those. Okay. So clearly we're talking about audits today and we're maybe a few more days because as we prepared for this, one, it took us a few weeks. We kept pushing it off. Like, well, no, we got to prep for that properly because some things are really more serious than others. Some things we, as we we realized recently, we don't do take one, take two. We don't talk through a show once and then be like, oh, let's do it again. No, we. it's 
this is over 40 years of expertise that comes out as we're talking about these subjects, but some of it does take preparation. It's not like a take one, take two. We just have to be like, okay, let's be intentional about this. So anywho, we, mm -hmm. we're, we're prepping for this and it was, oh my gosh, this is a little more, right? We got to prep, man. We got to come correct, right? We learn early on. We got to come correct. See, so you, you just, that quote, that's the, the, the explanation you just gave of why we did it the way we're doing it and what took us so long falls back right into that quote. Yeah. Look at that. You know? Yep. Exactly. We, it yeah. wasn't about speed. It was about being directionally correct. Yeah, that's right. So we'll go into that. So the first, the first thing is why do we audit, right? Why should we audit? Mm -hmm. And you take the next one. Well, I'll do this one. Mm -hmm. Why should we audit? Auditing payroll is a critical practice and it serves as a safeguard against errors, fraud, and compliance issues. It's and critical. As, it's critical. What are you talking about? <laughs> critical, yes. <laughs> There's a few key words here. Critical and well, critical. Practice. practice yes, best practice, right? But what it made me think of was fraud because we're coming right off of the true crime. And as true payroll crime is now a part of our sh our show, right? It's a part of our main show. And it, it's right. It's holy crap. Yeah, we're always talking about that in the true crime. So I'm so glad that it comes up here again in our research with fraud because it, it's that's how you find your red flags and your outliers. And you're, why is this here? So anywho, it also ensures accuracy and integrity of the financial data. And I will go further um, if you're in HR, it ensures employee data, right? Um, uh, as Walt and I are two sides of the same coin, um, I'm on the employee side, Walt's on the dollars, dollar side, right? The dollar bills and the audits are important on both sides. And but by conducting regular payroll audits, organizations can, again, ensure accuracy, mitigate fraud risk, such a huge topic, mitigate fraud risk it, it let's talk about it right we know what accuracy means but what does mitigate fraud risk audits provide a mechanism for detecting and preventing fraudulent activities that's the key word we want to prevent this stuff right unauthorized payments our favorite ghost employees and inflated reimbursements oh i that one i love that because mm -hmm. if you have controls around the dollar amounts that folks can get and these payments are going over, right? And we actually are reviewing inflated reimbursements or contributions on the benefit side because there's benefits that have limits to what we can contribute, right? So those things, if it's too much, it's out of scope. What's up? So I, I know you said everybody knows what accuracy is. Okay, but, but for me, can you just talk about the accuracy part? Yeah, absolutely. Also, can you? So absolutely, absolutely. So to bring it to accuracy again, very important. Thank you, Wall. So it's really good. Thank you for bringing this back up because it is different categories. It's not just my check is right because that's right. As a payroll person, what did Adrian say? The three P's of payroll accuracy is one of them. The mm -hmm. That's the first rule of thumb for all payers. We got to pay accurately, but it's directionally accurate because we only know what we know. So anywho, sorry. So it's, it is correct. So you're checking your net, your cal all your calculations really. And the way you do that spot check it is not every single 
calculation you have to check. If you only have 10 employees, yeah, sure, why not? You got the time. If you have a thousand, you're spot checking. You're, you're picking a handful and you're just going through their check and it goes back to one of the pillars and you, you know, say, hey, can you calculate gross to net? And if you can do it, your check is right. You got to check the system. Make sure the math is right. Make sure $10 an hour times 40 hours is giving you the right amount. And then all of the math in there. And then also data entry. Because if our social securities are wrong, if our uh, direct deposits are wrong, all these things, benefit administration, that's what made you say, right? I was talking about benefits. You got to make sure your benefit deductions are accurate. And a lot of payroll folk, oh, that's not me. I'm not pay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not benefits. Well, you're not. But it's the holy trinity of payroll, right? HR, finance, payroll, finance, HR. However, order. It's not in order. But those three, we're a team, right? We have to be in lockstep. So, it's not your responsibility, maybe, to build the data validation and the mapping of that table. But you know what it is that you know what it's supposed to be. You can get a control of, hey, what's medical, what's the, and hey, if it's tiered out, it's a little bit more complicated, but you can spot check, right? And you'll get familiar, right? As tier, you get, if you really are intentional about it, you can, you'll get so familiar with it when you see 145, you'll know, oh, that's a single one, da, da, da. that's family, that's a family deduction at this price, right? So you'll get familiar with it. Your job may not be to catch it, but you want to be familiar because if it's off, you want to raise the red. Hey, guys, this yes. is off. Is it all good? Oh, yeah. Yes. Sorry, guy. And this is where change management comes in. We have to do a show about change management because then yeah. that means your teammate didn't let you know. Your benefit, your HR teammate didn't let you know, hey, guys, there's going to be something different in the batch yes. just in case you catch it. This is why change management is important. So yeah. this is why accuracy is important, right? So you want to make sure those things are important. Ensuring employees are paid accurately and on time. The golden rule for payroll, right? Mm -hmm. So what else? We got compliance. We're yes. talking about why audits are important. We've talked about accuracy. We're at mitigating fraud. Next is compliance. And this one is depending on what types of data sets you're looking at if we're in payroll mm -hmm. you're looking at the an easy one is social security and medicare social security no matter what is always 6.2 percent unless the social security changes that percentage and it hasn't changed in a million years M medicare 1.45 percent always unless you're a high earner over a certain amount that dollar amount does change so you have to look it up for your current year and it's 0.09 more that those folks get taxed. It is a Cadillac tax. If you make more money, the Medicare has to take more out. Yes. That, so th that when we talk about compliance and auditing, those are the type of things you would check for in a payroll batch. Now, if you're doing compliance yes. auditing in a employee data set, you could look for certain things like social security number and birth date, right? If you yes, know your company yes. doesn't hire young folk, then the 18-year-old that's in there or the 14-year-old that's there is wrong. And you go yes. dig that out and fix that. So that's those are two different data validations. So we'll get to data validation. See why I wanted to define these words. So anywho, what's yes. the next one? 
improve processes. Your audits definitely help you improve processes because what you'll find is the things that slip between the cracks. What we're saying, you go too fast and things fall between the cracks, right? So doing audits will help you find these outliers and be like, well, why is this happening? And then you get to root cause. You get to yes. ask the five whys and however, honestly, it's not just five whys. It's however many whys you need to ask to get to the root cause, right? Yeah. The five yeah. whys is a leadership thing. It's in a book thing and hey, it's popular. It's really, however, and when it comes to auditing and in payroll and in this and the compliance, you got to ask as many whys as you have to get to the root cause. And in enhancing stakeholder trust. I love that one. And your yeah. stakeholders for payroll people, who are our stakeholders? Everybody around us. Everybody you pay, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those are your stakeholders. So when you're doing these things and you're proactively doing these things, it it gives folks trust. It makes people feel confident. Oh, my payroll team is on it. My pay is yeah. going to be right. Even if it, they're off one week, they're going to pick it. They're going to correct it for me. Rap. You build that trust, that confidence, yes. right? Yes. Because yes. it ties to a data point that Walt really likes to share with us is that employees will think about leaving your job after two payroll errors. They'll yeah. think about quitting. This job ain't for me. And think yeah. about it. It's not because they hate the company. It's because now you have made them feel financially unstable. Think right. about it. Think about it. It's almost, it's almost like a, it's almost a relationship. If you're yes. if you're a friend with somebody yes. and they burnt you once, oh my god, you're gonna start looking at it in the corner of your eye at them. Okay, hey, I gotta keep an eye on you. What's even you're worse always, is it's a new relationship. It's yeah, not an yeah. old relationship. Not me and yeah. you relationship. Yeah, we figure that yeah. shit out. But yeah. it's a we just met. Yes, I'm a new hire. Yes, and. You asking me for money already. You already got your hand out and we just those, met. Those, those are red flags. Red flag. Those are two red, big red flags. So that's why it's that. And then Walt's going to share with us what we should audit next. That was why yes. I just covered why we should audit. And yes. Walt's going to, oh, yeah, I, I, we touched, yeah, I touched on these things. How, yeah. I love yeah, it. Way, what should well, we audit? This is yeah. Thank you for that, Brian. So yes, when auditing payroll, there are some vital areas that should be thoroughly examined to ensure. Here's his word again. These words again: accuracy, compliance, and proper controls. Yeah. So some of those vital areas are number one. Starting off that I have here is employee data. Verifying the accuracy of employee information, such as names, job titles, pay rates, and deductions. Think about it. Even from the HR standpoint, right? Whether you have this control of payroll or you or this control is in HR, if someone's social is entered incorrectly, yep. how is that going to impact them by the end of the year? It's so yep. you too, when they go yep. to try to file and their social yep. wrong, yep. They, that could create some extra work, extra steps. It could be corrected, but if it's not audited for, that's some extra work that you have to do at the end of uh, sort of the new year when tax season comes around. That's just an example. So employee data is vital to the end result absolutely time and attendance reviewing timekeeping records to ensure accurate tracking of hours works hours worked and breaks in overtime 
there's so many different states that California is one of those states that have different laws about OT, different laws about meal breaks, utilities, and stuff like that. Like you want to review all those things to make sure that the employees are being paid accurately. You also want to do it just in case you have a unique system in place that you have to go to this system and go to that system and do this balance stuff out. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you balance those things out. But if you have customs in place or what well, yes. was referring to an ecosystem, what a tech stack, that phrase, tech stack. It just means you have to use multiple systems. It's a fancy ways, right? It's fancy. It means you haven't unified your shit yet and you got a bunch of different systems doing a bunch of different and you yeah. got to use all of them to synthesize, yeah. make payroll people feel. I have my tech stack. Yes, yeah. it means you got a, too many systems, probably. That's what that means. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I'm, I'm just exaggerating. But yes, that's what it means. It's uh, my fault, guys. Oh, no. Tax withholding is another one. You got to confirm the proper withholding and remittance of payroll taxes, including income and Social Security. You got to spot check those things during the year. And at the end of the year, you want to double check. You want to make sure that 941s, if you use a payroll provider or payroll service you yeah. want to make sure that they're filing properly for you those Trust are different things you want to do man you have to do it especially when you have you're outsourcing that to another provider or person yeah. next thing benefits administration audit employee benefit plans to ensure accurate enrollment deductions reimbursements how, how does payroll factor into this well there's in some systems they have frequency set up right in the payroll side the company options where you have to select the correct frequency so that frequency is off that might throw somebody else else's benefits off go ahead bro about if your benefit manager is being slick as we had in the past and they would they try to sell well because it comes out of your paycheck payroll should do the auditing huh i remember that we don't know what these numbers are i remember that how are we gonna (laughs) audit Huh? So if they win that argument, like I alluded to earlier, it is payroll. And honestly, folks, embrace it because all these little things that they think payroll should do makes you a better expert, a better professional. It helps grow your career. It's another feather in your cap. You keep growing. But what I've learned about keeping growing and taking these tasks is you cannot be afraid to speak up for yourself and brand, build your brand. Right. And you cannot be afraid to be. Oh, yeah, I do that. Don't do it in a way. Right. There's an obnoxious way to say, oh, I do everything and I do this. But there's a better way to frame it so people know and leaders know that you are the influencer in these things. Right. Okay. So expense reimbursements. Verify that expense reimbursements are supported by appropriate documentation and adhere to company policies. So for me, that's big. Right making sure that you have proper documents and you're staying within the limitations or the statutes of the company, right? And by having these audits in place for the expense reimbursements, this could help you catch fraud. So that's something else to think about, those negative deductions. Um, The next part, compliance with laws, ensuring that compliance with federal, state, local, labor laws, tax regulations, and reporting requirements are done. Again, this goes back to making sure that 
the filings are correct, making sure that everything is set up. There's even an audit that my team is doing now to make sure that if an employee lives in one state but works in another, yep. that yep. those are set up properly Perfect. on their record. Yep. And to make sure, yep. right? We have to check those things because it's it's not that it's going to make our job easier or not. It's going to make life easier for the employees. Yes. So we have to take care of them. Yep. Another one is internal controls. Evaluate internal controls to prevent errors. Here's his word again, fraud and unauthorized access to payroll data. Love. So I, lo I love that last part because yep. if you set if, if you have a group of people who have access to certain ones and you set up one person in that group in, uh, erroneously or by mistake, and then they say, you know, they shouldn't have uh, access to payroll, but they're in there doing stuff to payroll. I've seen that happen in my career. I don't know about you, Brian, but I've seen that happen where somebody had improper access Absolutely. and they were going in and making changes and doing stuff and change all willy nilly. And there was no controls in place. Run your audit reports. Yep. And then audit the last trainers. one is data accuracy. Compare payroll data across different periods to detect discrepancies or anomalies. Yep. Right. Yep. That's pretty much it. Do you have anything to add before you go into when we should audit? Oh, you, you covered it. Yeah, no, perfectly said. Detect discrepancies or abnormalities. And it says, I just want to read the data accuracy part again. Compare payroll data across different periods. Yes. And what it what that means is look at different periods of time. So for instance, if you're looking at one employee, which is an example, and you look at a whole year of their pay, mm -hmm. you can tell by their gross where they should be, where their baseline is. So if it goes down or if it goes up, if it's really erratic, then it's well, what, this person is probably really, it's a part-time situation, it's a per diem situation, but it's going to, most people, even in that, you find the baseline, oh, what, well, hey, yeah. they happen to work 10 hours every two months. So the when is important. I that and when should we audit yeah. let me touch before you go yeah, into go that ahead, go ahead. i just want to piggyback on what you said yeah, about yeah. the person's uh gross pay uh-huh but you do not want to assume just because their gross pay looks the same that everything else is correct the person's gross pay say their salary and they're on auto pay mm -hmm. but in some systems when you import hours for that person it overrides their hours, right? So they could have nine hours on their stub, but get their full salary. So that's something you want to check too, because it'll make it, it'll make it off, right? The most important thing, yes, is the pay, but mm -hmm. the other data also matters to make sure that their hours are correct. Yes. The, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just speaking of a time, picking up trends over time. Yep. Yes. Well, Walt being very diligent. Absolutely. And then, so again, the when, right? Regular and strategic timing for payroll audits is essential to maintain accurate financial records and prevent issues, right? So you got to do, accurate. there's everything that word payroll, again. Everything, everything in payroll has to be accurate, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, payroll sir. And then, so you want to schedule your audits. You want to perform routine audits at predetermined intervals. So it's, for me, shoot, it's weekly. And I'll get to why weekly, biweekly, monthly, quarterly, and then annual, right? Um, and you, well, Brian, oh my goodness, that's a lot. 
depends on what's going on. If you're building a new process, if you're trying to stabilize something, you want to do it weekly so you can make yes. sure that what you're doing is working, everything stays yeah. and maintains, right? It's children, something new with children, we're on them. We are we have to helicopter as their infants and babies, yes. right? But as you they grow older, as a and that's why the whole when we say a process a process is mature right it's we don't have to then maybe it can be monthly yes. or quarterly or annual they all have its specific things right yeah. new implementations this is a perfect example right this perfect. is a, this is another yeah. one when you audit before and after implementing a new payroll system or process conduct your audits and then to identify any initial errors and any validate and and to validate successful integration. So before yeah. and after your new you right your implementations. You want to share something? No. Okay. And just to elaborate on that, and you have to be intentional with picking, getting the data that you need before any of this implementation stuff happens, because then you get a snapshot of what it looked like before you changed it. Right. Yes, and yes. I give you a great example. People know you did a an implementation. They could be like, oh, this was messed up in implementation. Mm, maybe. And you go look yeah. at what you have before you started the implementation. But no, this was already there before we even started. You can determine when these errors are happening. And of course, this is where the weeklies come in because if you have a new implementation, you want to do it weekly for a while to make sure everything is happening right. Yep. mergers and acquisitions another time where you're gonna yes. you're doing before and afters you're doing weeklies you're very high touch with these populations until you stabilize yes. employee yes. departures Ooh, conduct audits when employees leave the organization to ensure accurate final pays benefits and tax withholdings that's, that's a, a, that's a good one yeah, yeah that's a good one i think that's one we take for granted we just Oh, it falls in place, but that's a really good opportunity. Maybe spot checking. What do you want, what do you want to say? So I want I want to go back to something that was under the mergers and acquisitions. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, section the last, the very last portion of the the sentence: consolidate employee compensation information mm. for acquisitions eh. and mergers. Okay. So for me, what that means is. You have to make sure that the data is good because garbage in, garbage out. Sure. I've been in experiences where we've been get, given wrong and proper data sure. from the prior person. We put it in the system and we think it's good because we've audited against what they provided to yes. us. Yep. But then I don't know if that word consolidate is the best choice there, but you know. Yeah, that's yeah, that one. Yep. Validate. It should be validated. Yes. Right? So that is important with these mergers and acquisitions, right? Because it's going to help make sure, going back to that stat, this is going to be their first check Oof. to make sure that those employees are good. Yep. And too many times in our career, we've seen where a person gets paid and they have an error on their very first check with the company, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that. Sorry about that, man. Oh, no, you're good because it made me think you're right. Consolidate isn't a a good word because with a merger and acquisition, 
you have you do have to consider are you bringing in history or not yes okay and, and it's really two different types of purchases i the ones i've had experience with so far we do not bring in history because it's a legal termination of an old company and yeah. these employees are technically now part of a new company yeah so it's not a consolidation of things right if you did consolidate it would be like you would if you did a stock takeover where you're the new owners but nothing's changing at the company legal level the name the, the tax id none of that stuff is changing you're just a new owner right that's different now nothing's changing you do keep now if you do change the system you do need to bring in the history right if all you do is oh well i want this system now but nothing else is changing then you do need to bring in the history right and it's a new implementation so you got to keep that in mind with a merger and acquisition what type what you have to first determine legally what's happening, and then you can determine how that implementation will happen, how you manage that data. Nice. Yeah. I think mergers and acquisitions is on our slate for its own show. So it is. We'll, yeah, we'll circle back to that at some point. I The next one, employee departures, again, because it's, it's worth repeating. Terminations ensure accurate final pay, benefit, and tax withholdings. Yes. So it's a good practice to look at. The next one is regulatory changes. The audits perform audits in a response to significant changes in tax laws. Yes. And labor regularly. Absolutely. So it's perform audits in response to significant changes in tax laws, labor regulations, or benefit requirements. Yes. And this, an example here is, again, if they change, a good one is minimum wage. If yeah. they say, oh, minimum wage as of this day is blah, 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 then you're like, oh, crap, and you're in that state, you need to make sure that you've been paying that amount since that date. And if you haven't, retro time, yes. right? You got to do retro. So that's a great example of this type of audit. And you should be doing that as payroll professionals. You should have some source of minimum wage tables, right? If you're in the States, you should be kind have that feed of information to when your state is updating. We just actually, we're on our news pod, catch our news pod because we announce on that news pod when minimum wages are changing for states. The next one is suspicious activities. Absolutely. We keep talking about it, keep repeating fraud. You do these audits when unusual patterns or discrepancies are detected and these indicate potential errors or fraud could be an error, could be natural, could be an error, sure. but it could be fraud also. Yep. And then when, of course, process overhaul is almost like an implementation. If you're going to yeah. overhaul a process, right, and we've been in a state of employee and payroll transformation in, in the last year or so, and probably for the next year or so, shoot, I think you're, I, I, sidebar is I thought at one point in my life I would get away from this, but I feel you just don't as a payroll and HR per, per professional, you just constantly implementing something and bringing that our stage. Right. I, 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 I don't know. Anywho. So a process. AI, AI is a good thing. The yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Process overhauls. Whenever major changes are happening in payroll process or policies or, and conduct audits to assess their effectiveness and accuracy. So if you're, if something changes at the company level, the payroll level, you want to do your audits, your weeklies. What's up? Those last two words in there, 
effectiveness and accuracy. And accuracy, accuracy again. Accuracy. Yep. When you think about process, and we had a show talking about process and stuff like that. So we had a show talking about exception pay you, processing. Yeah. yeah. Workflow and yep. process, right? Yep. So yep. you want the process should be effective and the process should produce accuracy, right? In, in that, right? So if auditing those processes, when you make those changes, like Brian was saying, it is going to be vital, critical. Yeah. to payroll that those things are checked yep all right so next one's you next one is the types of audits and this is just a brief summary mm-hmm. because there may be a lot we can talk about in this next one and we'll get into that later on in the next couple of parts that we do but these are certain type of audits that you can do an internal payroll audit this audit, an internal payroll audit, is conducted by the company's internal audit team or payroll team. Or payroll ensure, team, exactly. To ensure compliance with internal policies and procedures. That could be payroll and finance, accounting, but it could be HR, it could be a, a group of people internally, right? An external payroll audit, that's when somebody comes out from the outside, an independent external auditor, to, to provide an objective of an objective assessment of payroll accuracy and compliance uh, i've experienced that a lot where they have third-party people come in and they audit payroll and they audit accounting and they audit hr right they get a firm to come in company pays for it and they make sure that we're doing right by the company a statutory payroll audit this is this involves verifying compliance with legal requirements such as tax regulations, labor laws, and benefit administration. Go ahead. And some of the, the these external or the statutory could be mm-hmm. enforced by a government agency. Yes. The DOL right. could right. be right. enforcing an, oh, hey, you got, right. we right. caught a red flag on something you did in our records and we want to audit. Or, or an employee reported you yep. to us. And, yep, mm-hmm. yep. So, yep, great call out. Yes, sir. Next one is benefit plan audit. Focuses on verifying the proper administration of benefit uh, of employee benefits, such as retirement plans and health insurance. Mm-hmm. Got to make sure that people's 401k yep. and health insurance is set up correctly, right? Get those retirement plans audited and those health plans audited. Process audit. This is what we spoke about a little bit earlier, right? Mm-hmm. examines efficiency and effectiveness of payroll processes yep. and identifies areas of improvement. So unless you have the perfect process in place already, you're always going to potentially find ways to get better, especially as your company changes, grows over time. So you always want to make sure that you do conduct process audits. Then the last one we have here is a forensic payroll audit conducted to investigate suspected fraud, irregular, irregular, I can't say that. Irregularities. 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 And discrepancies within the payroll system. You want to get those things checked, those irregularities, those, those fraud things, those different trends that you may be noticing that are keep popping up to make sure that, that they're not anything shady going on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You want any shady yep. business. You want to yep. make sure that 
forensic, when you think about forensic, you think about CSI, you think about somebody looking at a crime scene with a mm-hmm. microscope, checking out every detail. That is what I think about when it comes to, hey, okay, we're going to make sure that this is legit and yep. good to go. So that's it, man. So I know that next you next time you have a, a couple of definitions you want to go through, yep. explain the differences between some things. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Yes, sir. And yeah, and then then and like you said that just to piggyback, the forensic payroll audit is intentional, right? Yeah. You are intentionally looking for ghost employee. You are intentionally looking for something. May not find anything, which is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, all this audit talk, audit, right? Back a few months ago, I don't know what it was. Again, and I've said it on many shows. I'm a stickler for words, right? Mean what you say and say what you mean, right? Because if I pull your card and you're like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Well, then don't say it that way because this word implies this. Yeah, Walt's laughing because we go through it all the time. Sorry, sir. But it's my family the same way. I I scared the crap out of my daughter the other day because she said a word that she didn't use it. Well, I almost pulled over and stopped the car. And and I went in and I'm I'm sorry, but I need them to understand the impact. Words are important. Yeah. So, anywho, but d- down that rabbit hole I went was the differences and the similarities between audit, reconciliation, and data validation. Because I think we use these words synonymously, and maybe they are, maybe they're not. And if you really look at the definitions, they're not. So, I'm going to take you through this journey with me. And so, we'll start with the definitions. The definition of audit is an audit is a systematic examination of records, reports, operations, and other relevant sources to determine the accuracy, legitimacy, and effectiveness of an organizational, financial, or operational activities. An audit can be done internally by the employees of the organization or externally by an outside firm or a local government agency or government agency that didn't run it. So that's an audit. A reconciliation refers to the process of ensuring that two sets of records, usually the balances of two accounts, match. This process is used to ascertain that the amount leaving the account matches the amount that has been spent and thus ensures that the two are balanced at the end of a recording period. Mm-hmm. Reconciliation is really the money of things, right? I'll, I'll, I'll take you back to, let me read the definitions first. And then the last one, data validation is the process of checking and verifying that data in a database or application is accurate, reliable, and meets the defined criteria or business rules. It ensures that the data is clean, correct, and useful. Useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So by definition, they're saying audit is not really a comparison of two things. You could just look at one list of things and can, you can tell. So for, for instance, Social Security, you're not comparing it to another set of Social Securities. You can see within reason if those Social Securities are correct. You could even submit it to the government for validation, right? Yeah. Then, then that would compare it to another set. But you can – and when I say that, if somebody has – all zeros in their social security, that's wrong. If it's zero, all zeros to a one, all zeros to a two, that's a placeholder. 
right? Our current system allows for applied for status. So if you get a new employee and they are applying for this social security for whatever reason, it allows to put a placeholder there. And sometimes it's, or, oh my gosh, I lost my social security card, crap. And they realize it in the new hire process, they got to go get a new one. We can put a placeholder there. We can get them in and it's got to be fixed before the quarter's over. So that's an audit, right? I'm looking at just one data set and I can tell what's wrong by looking at the one data set. Reconciliation refers to the process of assuring two data sets, but it's really to the point of money. I spent $5 here. Did the $5 go there? You know what I mean? Some, right? I, I, $100 came in. How much went out? Yes. That's yeah. more the reconciliation. It's usually referred to in accounting and finance and money and numbers. Yeah. Right? That's why it's Audits and reconciliation is very used so much in payroll. Data validation is really referring to, again, it could be validating a set of one list, right? A database or application reliable means defined criteria. So you could compare it to something else, but you don't have to. It's you're evaluating the one list of data. So these are the different definitions, right? And now let me take you through anything. You want to jump in with anything, Walt? No. no. Here are here how they are the same. We'll do and also how they're different. They're the same because they all three of them ensure accuracy and integrity of the data. All three processes, audit, reconciliation, and data validation, aim to ensure that the information or data is accurate and reliable. Okay. Repeat, That's right? We're getting a repeating day. theme, That's folks. Worded accurate, exactly. They're all the same. They all involve reviewing data or records. Each process involves reviewing and examining records or data. In an audit, it could be financial records. We said in a reconciliation, it could be comparing two sets of data in data validation. It's inspecting the data to ensure that it meets specific criteria. I love it. That's an awesome articulation of these three. This whole conversation can be broken to this one little paragraph, right? Yes. Um, and they all three of them mitigate risk. All three processes help organizations mitigate risk. And if um, mitigates a new word for me, if you don't know what mitigate means, it's, it's to lessen the risk, basically. For example, audits can uncover fraudulent activities. Reconciliations can identify discrepancies that might result from errors or fraud. And data validation can prevent errors that might disrupt an application or process. I love it. I yeah. get this is what geeks me out. Sorry, folks. No, no, it's true. It's just, it's a good it's a good call out because it it tells the importance of each one. We okay. use this yeah. so much, yeah. And right. we, because, yeah. All these are important to making sure that at the end of the day, everything is correct, accurate. Everything is accurate <laughs> for the yes. company and the employee. So yep. that this is perfect, man. I love this. Now, here how they are different. Mm -hmm. They're different by purpose and scope. An audit is generally broader in scope, assessing, assessing overall compliance with various regulations, policies, and procedures. 
a reconciliation specifically focuses on ensuring that two data sets are consistent. Yeah. I love it. Data validation ensures that individual pieces of data are adhering to the predefined rules and criteria that we set up for it. Oh. Right? Yeah. When you go to the HR side, that data validation thing is your life on the op side, right? Met okay, his another way they're different is by methods and techniques. Audit might use sampling techniques. We said, right? If you have 10,000 employees, you're not auditing line by line, employee by employee. You may want to take, you take in some sample sets. And then don't use the same five people for all your sample sets. Always make sure you're changing your sample set. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in methods might use sampling techniques, interviews, interesting, physical checks, among other methods. Well, so, you, you remember, right? You remember, I think, I don't know if it was at the company we were at before where we used to have to go. I don't necessarily know if it was classified as an interview, but we would have to go sit with other departments and payroll from payroll. We'll go sit with accounting. We'll go sit with HR and we'll review stuff with them and talk. Yes. About yes. That was part that, of. There you go. That's a great example. Yeah. That could be considered that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the methods and techniques, again, is how they're different. Reconciliation primarily involves comparing two sets of records or balances, right? Data validation can involve a range of methods from pattern checks to lookup validations and logical checks. Uh, again, that data validation is your life. And when you're on the HR data side and the employee data side of it, it, yeah. and it, it even sometimes payroll is responsible for it too. So either this is why it's here. Outcome or result could be different. Audits result in an audit report, which outlines the findings and can suggest improvements or corrections. A reconciliation, the outcome is typically, typically a result in adjustments to make to data consistent between two sets, right? Because if what I got doesn't match what I went out, you may miss the transaction. The outcome again, blah, blah. Data validation can result in, a, in error messages, data cleansing or transformation, or rejecting of invalid data, right? Because yeah. if something goes, tries to go into your data set that is just not allowed, you reject it and redo it, but it doesn't belong there. Yeah. And that is how they are different by purpose and scope, methods and techniques, and outcomes of the results. These definitions and comparisons should provide a clear understanding of how audit, reconciliation, and data validation are similar and different. But they all should be it. a part of the audit pro of the process. Yes. Right? They all have its place in what audit, right? It's You have to schedule them and you have to figure out what does that need? Does it need an audit, a reconciliation, or a data validation? Yeah. And then you schedule accordingly. Or does it need all three? Because, oh my gosh, right? So these are the things. And then again, folks, this is just the first episode because we knew there's more to talk about. And we're, there's enough already, right? More this, to come. <laughs> more to come. This is part one of a two to three part series at least. Because it's so in-depth, we, we definitely talked about enough for today. <laughs> And it's good stuff. I love it. I love this, just being proactive, trying to get, again, so just to recap, we covered why we should audit, 
what we should audit, when we should audit, types of audits, and we covered mm -hmm. a lot. And then we really broke down the definitions of audit, reconciliation, data validation. And we talked about how they are the same, how they are not the same. So yes. these are the, the tools in our toolbox, right? To keep, and this is how, what you need to set it up, get proactive. Yeah, man. What else, man? I think that's it, man. I, th I think Heck yeah. I'm still a good role. This is a good introductory yes episode into the world of auditing and the process and stuff one of the key things well some of the key things that, that stuck out to me was the word accuracy for real the word effectiveness. effectiveness yep those two words mean everything when it comes to auditing reconciliation data validation that is the name of the game we're making sure that employees are paid right making sure that the company is good to go and covered on all bases Protected, yep yeah, so those are, and, and that can be a lot. That can be a lot, especially if, if historically things weren't done properly. It could be a lot to get those things back in place. But you have to make sure that you're willing to speak, speak up and yep. make sure that those things are um, escalated to the proper people. Otherwise, yep. if you're doing the audits and you're not speaking up about it and you're not letting oh, the gosh. people know. You might as well not do them. There, yeah. there goes there goes that effectiveness right out yeah. the door. Yeah, you might right. as well not do them. If yeah. you're doing them and you're not sharing the results with people who can make changes and different, don't even bother. You know what I mean? Because I will be livid if I come to you as a, your manager and be, like, hey man, we found out this. Yo, oh yeah, I've been doing those audits for a year. Here, here's the results. What? Yeah, we, yeah, I know, that, I know, I knew that. You boss. you knew that for a year. We've been you <laughs> let this money bleed <laughs> for a year or this thing to go unchecked for a year. Mm -hmm. I don't need you. Gotta and, let you go. And, there, and there's another side to it too, right? Because you could be doing these audits and sharing the data, but there may not be an understanding with who you're sharing that that's data. A good with, point. That's right? a good point. Yes, that's it. So if you're sharing it, you have to not just say, "Oh, I did this report." Here you go in an email, right? You want to say, "Red flag! I found something very urgent. We should address," and you document that. Don't speculate on what, because if you don't know what, don't speculate. But you found something that you need right now. It's on record. So if they ever yeah. come back to you, say, like, you didn't bring this up. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I sent the email here. I didn't get any response. I even followed up the next and I, mm, you, you, What do you want me to do? Hopefully you have a good relation with your direct report and you, hey, and they're, hey, what do you mean you found something? Or in my world, in our world, somebody on our team is saying that we are getting to that. We are going to address that. We're not going to just be like, oh, I don't know what they're talking to. Who knows? I'll get to that something. No, it's very important. So if you don't go on record, we talk about that all the time. Go on record about what you find. What you, If they don't listen, that's a whole, that's on them. That's, that's on them. It's a whole other yep. story, right? Yep. yep. All right. All I think right. that's it, folks. Yeah, man, I hope you guys enjoyed. We definitely, this was a really great episode for us. Yeah. Come on. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. We love you. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to It's About Payroll. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.